Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. I am here at Astruma Brewery. It is a phenomenal place if you haven't been here before. the Just the vibe in here is unreal. I foresee some future episodes of the show being filmed here. Thanks, Josiah. Um, but without further ado, we're here with John and Tad. We're going to learn a little bit about the art of brewing, the art of longhorn raising, and also some goat work. But before we do that, I want to give a big shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Falaya Real Estate and Government Taco. Without further ado, John and Tad, welcome to the show. Thank you, oh, thank man. You. Thank you for having us. How are y'all doing on this Wednesday, the closed Wednesday? I didn't realize y'all were closed today. Yes, today <laughs> today is one of our days off, but we're soon to be opening on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's exciting. That's so then only one day a week closed Monday. One day a week closed, yes. Very nice. Well, yeah. what is what is a Struma Brewery for those who are listening? Or is it a Struma Brewery or a Struma Brewing, the farm? Well, yeah, the, the farm itself is called Sugar Farms. It was named after um, our golden retriever, uh, Sugar. And, uh, and we kind of named it, uh, heard that because we always talk about getting some loving from our kids, from our animals, from our four-legged, our two-legged, and uh, we call it sugar in our family. And okay. so that, that was kind of how it was named, you know? I like it. Yeah. I like and it. then, of course, on the farm, we have um, uh, the Astruma uh, restaurant, and then we have the Astruma Brewing. And um, then we'll obviously, in the future, have our own um uh, dairy, which we'll, we'll, we'll make our own ice cream. Actually, we're, we're already making our own ice cream. Yeah. I've, but, I've had some of that ice cream. Yeah. Tad brought yeah. it into studio at Talk 107.3, and yeah. I enjoyed, yeah. what was it, a habanero pineapple? Yeah, pineapple habanero uh, uh, popsicles, the uh, lollipops, frozen lollipops. So. Yeah. But uh, to kind of answer the, the larger question of what what is a, a struma, um, you know, John said it's, it's Sugar Farms is the name of the whole farm. Uh, we see ourselves as really an art farm. So what we're doing is we're cultivating art in different forms. So whether that's our food, our merch, our drinks, the, mm-hmm. the art that uh, a lot of which John has done himself, the, the whole thing, it's just art in different, in different ways. So that's what, that's what we're cultivating on our farm. I like it. it and, and which is amazing is, is so many of our teammates, just like Thaddeus, there's so many creative ways that he creates on this farm. Uh, our chef in the kitchen, the same, um, you know, so many of our teammates here are, 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 are not just teammates in making this really what it is, but it's, you know, they have their own creative, you know, Thaddeus, uh, does an amazing job of creating different beverages. He does an amazing job of creating different designs for our t-shirts and that kind of thing. I do do some of the artwork, but the point is, is that we have a, a team of creatives, which is really it makes it a lot of fun, you know, because I think that that's a part of it. I, I think that when we, whenever we hire someone, that's part of what we say is, look, it, it's a job. We have to make a living. We want to take care of our families, most important, but, but we got to have fun doing it. And we want to have people that fit within our culture, you know, and uh, we, we like to have fun. We love to be creative and uh, kind of push the limits of that creativity. I, I, uh, my wife and I started off, um, you know, as a, as a painter. And then we jumped into the realm of film and television, and then we've now doing the food thing and uh, food and beverage thing. And I think that the point is to have fun, have a passion for what you do, and then figure out how to make money at it. Don't don't start the other way around, right? Right. If you start the other way around, and how do how do I make money at uh, selling a pizza? Or how do I make money at selling a beer? I mean, it shows. People see that, right? And I think so. I think my hope and prayer, and I'm sure Thaddeus feels the same, is that when people come here. They see the passion because it's not easy 
what we're doing. And uh, it could be a lot easier, but the product would, would suffer for it. You know, right. the, whether it's the merch, yeah. whether it's the food, whether it's the beverages, whether it's the, the homemade syrups that Thaddeus um, gets into homemade making. syrups? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, when we first opened, we had a pretty limited beer selection. And mm-hmm. so we, we looked for what is a historical way that we, could, um, that we could fix that without, you know, doing something that was too weird. And so Berliner Weiss is traditionally... Uh, get fresh fruit syrups added to them. So we had a Berliner Weiss on and we came up with several different fruit syrups that we added to. And we like those syrups so much that we've kept them to blend uh, with other beers or with our lemonade or with our beer Ritas. We do, uh, right now we have a raspberry basil. That's John's favorite beverage. <laughs> more, Always. More than, more than anything else we do, he likes raspberry basil and lemonade because it's fresh squeezed lemonade and then fresh raspberry basil syrup. And then we do the, the frozen beer Ritas we have lime out of the machine, and then we add strawberry uh, puree that we make ourselves, and then a pineapple habanero. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's a way of taking you know, kind of a limited menu and expanding it without having to take up more tap space or anything like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. so having like the rotational of always creating something new. Yeah. yeah. It's not a designated, you know, we've got 12 taps, we have 12 beers all the time, it's come back, you might have four yeah. different beers. Well, Maybe eight regulars. When, when we first opened, I mean, thankfully, we had the problem of we were nearly running out of beer each each weekend. And so <laughs> that's a good problem to have. It, it was a great problem to have, but it was okay. We only have four beers on. How do we make those four beers go a little bit further? And so we had a, just a straight Berliner Weiss that we were adding fruit flavors to. So now if we had four flavors. We actually had five different beers out of that one beer because we had the, you know, straight Berliner Weiss and then those other four flavors. And so it was just a way of like, you know, playing to the strengths that we had, we had a, we had a great beer. We knew our history. Let's, let's do what we can with that. Yeah. I love that. So John, so you came from the, the painting, then the film industry, and then you decided why not try beer? I mean, how does well, one get to that from those three, <laughs> two very different fields? Well, I think that, I think that really, um, my family, um, well, I, I was, a I, I had, tried my hand at doing some uh, brewing at home, right? So home brewer, loved it, always knew we wanted to expand that at some point. Um, but um, our, our family, no matter where we go in the world, we love to uncover amazing food joints, food, you know, food and beverage joints. And so literally everywhere, you know, we'll drive, it's nothing for us to drive an extra four hours this way to hit this pizza, hit that brewery that has this kind of and because that's what we enjoy doing, you know, doing together and talking about it and studying why we enjoyed it and that kind of thing. So I think for us, again, I, I've, I'm always to the I lean towards do what you love to do, that you have a passion for, that you're called to do. And then um, I, I disagree with you still work, but <laughs> it's uh, you still work. It's not something that, you know, I don't I don't go to work every day because we have long hours, but. But we love it, and, and we constantly push each other, which makes every day exciting and, um, you know, fun a lot. Yeah. You know? It's that, that thrill of, it, it, like, it, it's it because is. of how creative y'all are and because of how creative the space is, it's that thrill of something still going to be new, even doing it 10 years down the line. I, I love yeah. seeing Thaddeus, you know, when I come in at times or coming in and out of doing something, and Thaddeus is picking basil in the, in, in, out there. Or I see somebody else that's taking the basil and taking it to the kitchen, and I mean, to me, that thrills me beyond no to, to be able to utilize. And, and our goal and our dream, you know, in 10 years would be that, you know, if we make uh, a certain tortilla or if we make a certain cheese, that we are we are have a huge hand in, in making that, you know, 
we try to do it now, but it's something that we're going to have to grow towards, you know? Yeah, as best we can, we're not serving anything here that we're not making ourselves. And there's a couple of places where we've, we've, um, we've, we've had to replace that with, you know, a great product that we are buying. But the quest is for us to get to that point where um, not necessarily farm to table, but locally sourced to table. Right. And, and, that, and that we are making those things ourselves. Right. And you can still track back to where that first ingredient came from. Right. And you're not saying, oh, it's just from some truck that shows up, they drop it off and we cook with it. Right. It's more of, oh, we're supporting local farmer John, you know, in New Roads to get our wheat or whatever it may be. Yeah. And our goal is to increase that every year. So, you know, just recently I I met with a a goat uh, farmer and we're looking at taking our goats and and, and really starting to to, to milk our our goats. And now we're going to make you know, Patty G here has said that he wants to come out here and and challenge someone to how fast he can milk a goat. Okay. So what kind of what kind of Don't. goats are they to start off with? Because I, I remember now Do we I need had to this conversation. <laughs> we, can, we have another forty minutes. I can have a goat a goat in here within ten. I, I think we could do something with that. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not be all talk no action. Right. Right. But, I mean, we we could do it at the end. Yeah. I'm, we could a, like just pale and, a, and a, a goat. Let's go for it. I like it. it. I like Last it. Last time I was on a show with him, uh, he he said that, and then he asked what kind of goats were, and I didn't know the answer. So that, what, what kind of what, our goats? What kind are, of goats? Oh, they're alpine. They're, okay. they're, they're dairy goats. So we raised on my parents' farm. Okay. We raised Nubians. Oh, those. Well, those are amazing. They're like dogs. They're, they're, they're like puppies. Yeah. yeah. Legitimate those, puppies. Yeah. Those, those those are amazing. And um, you know the the goats. They're so sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, they love to eat everything though. So, uh, so you say they're sweet. Yeah. I think they're a pain. Because <laughs> they get. I mean, it's one of those things of if they can get out, they get out. Yeah. Every day. Well, we have one <laughs> that jumps every fence on the farm, right, Patrick? So really, and, and yeah. they like to jump at four o'clock when we open, and then everybody's like, "John, there's a goat out, or there's five goats out." Yeah. And, so have uh, you ever just embraced it and just let the goat roam during hours? That, that's what we do now. That's kind of, I mean, within that's, within reason, yeah. we uh, we come let, get a beer and a goat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we let the goat uh, kind of meander through his property, but we try to keep it away from the guests as yeah. much as we can because they do like to chew on clothes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the, so the chickens we've we've lost that fight. They just they're free. They're, they're free range. They are free. Yeah, that's. I think we had we we had to think. My parents do weddings at their house, which is not too far from here. I think yeah. at one point we had like a chicken get out during a wedding or something. And oh, it was like great. roaming the grounds. And my mom's like, "Go get the chicken and put it up now." And now we're like, "All right, before the weddings, chickens are off chicken, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> on a." On Sunday morning, it looks like, you know, Mardi Gras on the bayou, there was a bunch of kids chasing after a chicken in the courtyard. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you're like, <laughs> in Mamu? Are you in Mamu? Or are we in so St. Gabriel? That's yeah. true. Exactly. Maybe we need to start that. I like that. <laughs> Every yes. Mardi Gras have chicken chasing. Yes. Yeah. We need to do that. It's That's what we're going to do. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Started right here. Being, being creative here on the Patty show. G like show. Yeah, I like exactly. it. We're doing career to Mardi Gras <laughs> this year. Done. Then we'll be out here for it. I'll come out here yes, for it. Yes, absolutely. I think well, that would be a blast. Because you're going to have to milk a goat. I'm going to have to milk a goat. We're milking the goat today. Let's get that straight. Milking the goat today. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so y'all so y'all are planning to use, like, everything on the farm has a purpose, except for the, I'm assuming, the, the cows are just there for show. Well, the, the cows are, yes, we're, we're not at this time, uh, we're not, at this time, we're not, we're not uh, harvesting the, the cattle. Until you do the the cattle trade after this, and uh, that, it, and that, get some could, that could be the possible <laughs> key right there. There yes. is a thing that on our on our fourteen acres, if we rotate well between the cattle, 
the sheep and the goats. Like y'all have sheep will, too? Yeah. They'll they'll collectively take care of the grass. Yeah. And and because they all eat different things. And so right. um even though that we're we're just using them for selective breeding, uh, they still serve a purpose in keeping our grass down. Yes. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So as long as we rotate through those three, the uh, the sheep, goats, and, and cattle they'll all eat something different and it'll keep the grass down for us. And what you what you can do is like for the fence lines, said if you spray them or not, just have a ride or have a, a part of the brewery that you get a goat on a leash and someone pays like a dollar to go walk the goat down the fence line and it just weeds the whole fence line. You have fought through this. Are y'all doing this on your farm? No, we don't have the goats anymore. I mean, still, you walk them down the fence line and they'll eat I all like the weeds. It. I like it. That's They're, actually a, well, I actually had a neighbor call not too long ago. Well, during the storm, they lost power and it was too wet from the hurricane. And they said, hey, can we rent some of your goats or sheep. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll let you use it. I mean, you know, we want to put it in our yard and let it eat because we can't mow. I'm like, okay, this is, this is an, it was an interesting call. You know, I, I never thought I would get that one, but I did. Well, I mean, out here in San Gabriel, it's, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. There, there are other breweries. Um, uh, Jester King out in Austin, they do, uh, they do goat walks. So, you know, I know that. Yeah. We might need to, we might need to okay. step up, our, could step be up our goat game. Goat walks, sheep walks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are y'all going to like plan on using the the sheep for merch later on? Turning their coats into merch? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I, I think that, I think that, but we have thought, talked about doing a t-shirt. We call our goats the bearded ladies. I, I, I would personally like to wear a hat that says the bearded ladies, you know? Or I love the bearded ladies. So. With like a picture of the of the sheep. Somewhere. The sheep with the with the long beard. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know. It, it could be could the, be interesting. The goat with the long beard. Yep. Yeah, it could it could work. <laughs> I love that. Work. So when yeah. whenever y'all started the brewery, was it always going to be a place for food and beer, or did it start out as hey, let's make some drinks, and then you said we need something else to get people out here because you're pretty far. I mean, you're it took me thirty minutes from mid city to get to here. Yeah. So was it always food and beverages or was it just beverages from the get go? It, it was always both. I think that I think that there were differing opinions. Sorry about that. There were differing opinions on whether we should just make it a brewery or food. Um, but I think that in the end, we, we always we never disagreed. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we both understood that uh, that in order to yeah. have have beer sales and really have people want to hang out, we had to have food. And then, I mean, it, it's a it's a, a mutually beneficial relationship between the food and the beer. I rarely go to a place if they don't have food. I mean, if I'm if I'm going like I rarely go for just one specific thing. I love going to places that have that I can try their food. I think it just it's all one to me. It's it's it's, it's a know, venue instead of a certain. What are they doing? What are they doing with the food? What are they doing? It makes it. A, we wanted a family atmosphere. You know, that was important to us is that having a family atmosphere, you know, and, and if you come on any Friday or Saturday night, there's as many little baby kids running around as there are adults. And, and to me, that's incredibly important. And that, you know? and that wouldn't have happened without the food. food. You, yeah. you, you have to have the food for that. Yeah. Especially isn't there like regulations if you're only serving alcohol, you can't have, you gotta have a certain age or was it well, as a classified as a farm or what it was the classification of a struma? Manufacturing facility. Okay. So that's what allows us to have, uh, you know, a, a family atmosphere everywhere, not just outside, but in the tap room everywhere. Um, it gives us that freedom. And the bottom line is, is I, I, as much as I absolutely love all the beverages that we make and as much fun as we have making them and doing them, I love food. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, food is just, you know, I could not, I, I, I could not do without the pizza and tacos, you know, but uh, so I think that, 
food is, is, is definitively not going away at any time. So did y'all get a culinary specialist in here or did you just find a chef that wanted to be creative in their own space? But these are recipes that we have, uh, we have put together. Uh, you know, um, some of them have come from family uh, recipes that we've had for a long time, like our fig, our fig uh, preserves that we put on our pizza that we put, um, you know, on, in some of our beer and that kind of thing. So some of them are family recipes, but they've come from the birth of this place. You know, and and uh, we we've been very fortunate. You'll be able to meet uh, Chef Matt here in a, in, a, in a little bit. But he came on uh, a short period after we opened with all of our recipes, and he's come in and just doing a fantastic. He brings a an energy, a vibe to the place that uh, he, he incredibly hard worker. And uh, same with Thaddeus. I mean, these guys, these are guys that we all have to. We leave it on the field every night. You know, Matt, but, Matt really saved us because when we first opened. It was John and I working back to back in in a in a trailer <laughs> making the pizzas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so uh, we we decided that we were. Is, gonna, it, is it the food truck that's parked on Highway 30? Is that what no, y'all no, making no, the pizzas no, out of? No, we have back. a we have a silver um, Spartan mansion. That's uh, so it's similar to like an Airstream. Yeah. Uh, that is our kitchen right now. But yeah, John and I were making the pizzas. We uh, we decided on a Thursday we were going to open the next day, and we said. Oh, I mean, not that many people will come because we'll we'll wait till like about noon to tell everyone that we're going to open. Wait, It'll be slow. So like y'all y'all finished everything on a Thursday and said, well, why don't we just open tomorrow? Well, we we yeah. we, we <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going to justify it, but yes, <laughs> you're like, okay, we think yes. everything's in place. The permits are here. Everything's lined up. Yeah, let's just open tomorrow. It, it, Basically, it, it, it's it's been it's been an exciting ride. Yeah. And then of course, you know, when when we opened, COVID had happened already. But it was not to the craziness that that it, it was, you know, soon thereafter. So every three months, we're like, oh, it's gonna, this thing's going to be over in a few months. This thing's going to be over in four months. I mean, here we are almost two years into this. And, and we're, we're a year into the business being open. And, and it's it, we still have these crazy moments where we can't. So it's know. been interesting that we, we've stopped thinking, you know, if we can just get through this amount of time, then it'll, it'll go away. We're, we're now having meetings where we're thinking, if it never goes away, yeah. What does this look like? Which hopefully, what's, what's hopefully plan that's not the a? case. Yeah, but what's what's our plan A for like how do we how do we do this assuming that things don't really change? You know that yeah. we stay like this forever. And so, yeah. which is a is a, is a mindset of operating under. How do we work around the system? Not how do we wait for the system to work for us? Yeah. Exactly. If you wait for yeah. that, you'll be still. These doors will be closed. But you know, if you if you're waiting on that 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 to happen. Yeah. yeah. If there's if there's if there's no wind, we're gonna get out in row. And so that's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what that's what we're kind of doing. So Thaddeus, what is your background? And so it sounds like you were here from the get go. How did you end up getting here? We know you were so, talking earlier about your yeah. makeup days. So let's <laughs> yeah, go back playing, to playing, what that playing was. Bands. No, I, that, that's not really how I got here. Is that? But uh, <laughs> I so I teach sixth grade as well, and um, I do that Monday through Thursday um, at, at Sequitur Classical Academy. And John's oldest was at the school for a year, and. Uh, I heard through the grapevine that this family at the school was opening a brewery. And so I just cold called him <laughs> one day and said, Hey, you know, I know you don't really know me. You only know me as a guy who does carpool. Cause I, I didn't teach blue. Um, and so I told him, you know, I worked for uh, Pelican house as their beer educator for a number of years. Uh, I worked for the Portobello's company. I, I managed Peebo's. And so I've done a lot of stuff with beer. I worked with the uh, state history museum doing beer talks and such. And so I just said, Hey, I want to come check the place out. And, um, on my way out here the first time, an old manager of mine um, sent me a, 
a job posting for an unnamed brewery. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I think, I, I think I'm driving out there. <laughs> I think right I'm on now. my way right now. And I had my son with me. Like we were just coming to hang out and I got here and I was like, Hey, I just want to put my name in the hat <laughs> you know, like <laughs> for this. And so from there we started having conversations and it was, it was just clear that, you know, a lot of stuff clicked and we were on the same page and, yeah. um, there were some awesome things going out here, that, going on out here that I, I just wanted to be a part of, um, whatever that looks like. And so, uh, and that role has looked like different things, you know, since yeah. since the beginning. It's it's changed, you know, what what I'm doing, but um, but I'm you know thrilled to be here and be a part of it in any way. So, yeah. So, and are you still you're still teaching now? Or I still teach. Yep. So. How's that? How's that balance? Uh, it it works most of the time, <laughs> right? Um, and so, the fortunately, the school that I'm at is four days a week, half day. And so we're, we're classified as a homeschool co-op. So the schedule actually works out. Homeschool. I was homeschooled. Yeah. Oh, so, were you really? I okay. was. We homeschool awesome. our kids. Okay. Yeah. So it, it works out really well that um, I'm, it's not like I'm there all day. I'm there four days, half day till 1230. And so uh, with our schedule, uh, well, how it's been, we we're open Thursday through Sunday. It works out pretty well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So str- strategic hours. Yeah. And I tried over the years. Um, Stepping out of teaching and, and stepping out of the restaurant or, or bar industry, and uh, I can't do it. So I just I just have to keep one foot in both worlds, and um, that's what I really like to do. Well, it's so. like John was saying in the beginning. You know, you got to do what what your passion is derived from. Yeah. So if your passion is needs to be split like that, then you've got to make it work. And yep. it's, you know, it's great that John's here saying, "Yeah, I understand that." Yeah. You know, being that flexible and saying, "Okay, we're going to make this work. Whatever you need to do, because you're still valuable when you're here." Yeah. It's more than just, no, you got to work here. You got to, you can only work here. It's okay. Let's make this work. Yeah. And I've never, that, that pressure's never been here. Of like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm free to do both. And a lot of it, what helps is that we are a family atmosphere. So like, you know, right now, um, my wife and kids are outside hanging out around the brewery. Like my, my family can be here. And so it's not a typical bar situation where like my, my two kids can't be around. And yeah. so it, it definitely helps. But he does work too many hours. Let's just, let's, <laughs> let's just throw so, it. So you've had to Let pull in the reins from him working. Oh, well, well, Thaddeus and I had uh, the privilege of working together in a business before this one, too. Thaddeus just works a lot of hours. And, he, you know, we've had to talk about his, you know, modifying his schedule because he's. Oh, I don't know he, what to do if I don't right. work. I, I mean, I just don't know how to do that. Yeah, you, mean, you've got John, that passion but, to work. But John's being modest. He doesn't know how to. Do that yeah, no, we, <laughs> so. we all have that problem. So I think I think every entrepreneur to an extent has the problem of knowing when to dial it back. Right? right. It's hard to break away from the working atmosphere to go and say, you know, spend an afternoon not working, right. whether it be with your family or taking off. Like you said before we got started, you know, three weeks, no breaks. Right. Like it's yeah. just hard to sometimes stop when you're in the middle of things and take a step back and say, maybe I need to spend more time, you know, here. Yeah. It's a challenge. It did. It, it, Patrick, it really is. I mean, I think that that's something that we struggle with constantly um, because you can always fill your day with something. You know, if it's not literally, literally, if it's not, um, you know, something to do around with the restaurant or, you know, at the, uh, the brewery, you know, John, uh, the, we've got 10 cattle out on the road. Like, oh, really? You know, or the sh- I get a call from the sheriff. Uh, Mr. Haynes, do you have some Texas Longhorns out on the highway? I'm like, oh, no. You know, you get those calls. And so anyway, uh, there's always something exciting. Yeah. It's, I mean, especially on a farm. It's never it there's is. never a dull moment. There's yeah. always some animal getting out or a neighbor's animal getting out. I remember Absolutely. it was like a middle of an afternoon. We we're doing school and my mom calls us. Hey, there's a 
there's a llama in the backyard. You need to go grab. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? And sure enough, I'm like, oh, our neighbor's llama got out, <laughs> made it down the road in our property and was in the backyard. And then we ended up having to chase it around with like a, with a, with a minivan. We yeah. chase around the backyard to get it back to where it was supposed to go. So it's always an adventure on a farm. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Abs- all the time. Well, so, and, and I mean, fortunately, when we're open, I mean, it's like all, all the energy goes to like us just running. And so then it's, you know, the times that we're not open, there's a lot of other things for us to do to play catch up and, yeah. and, and, and take care of. And so yeah. there's, there's always things to be doing. Oh yeah. And so on the, on the food menu, cause I see we got some delicious Chef food. Chef Matt brought has brought here. it in. <laughs> so, this looks beautiful and it smells awesome. It, it we need looks, a, we, need, we need a bigger table. So <laughs> we, can, we, can we get a, a six foot table in here? So I, I think that, I think that to us, I mean, it's important. I think that, you know, uh, you know, That's Matt little. is doing an, awesome job bringing it bringing it every every day that we're open but the thing is is part of our our strategy was we want the food not only to taste good but it needs to look good and i mean i i just think that that's been something that we've spent a lot of time on making sure that the colors are working that the palette's working you know all the tacos whether you're adding a certain vegetable color you know the radish on top of that steak taco is not necessary uh, you know, the different colors, the different things we put in our batters and stuff, the flavors, there's just such a depth in each thing that Matt's doing with every step. And I think that it, it, it just makes a difference, you know, there's even things like, um, on, on the trays, it's blue and white paper. Mm-hmm. Well, we figured out that, you know, there's not a whole lot of blue food. So when you take <laughs> photos the the blue and white pops. And so, you know, mm-hmm. when everyone takes a photo, of their food, our food, looks good it works you have well. a, a wider color scheme of just yep. you know your browns your yellows and your greens and your reds yep. now blues thrown in there to give it that popping element yep and what i do love also is that there's nothing plain here yeah no. like at, you're not going to come here and get you know a plain dish or a plain beer it's all experimental and it's all vibrant and lively which i love i love the fact that it's not just a vanilla atmosphere mm-hmm. you know even in here like you need to do like a studio space in here. Can we bring mics and just do every show here? Cause it's so vibrant and out there that it's attracted to people. Thank you. you know, not only to the family setting, but also for anybody wanting to find a cool place that's 30 minutes from mid city, which in reality is not that yeah. far for yeah. an, like on a Wednesday afternoon at five o'clock, it only took 30 minutes to get here. Well, I mean, we're, yeah. we're 11 minutes from campus. Exactly. So, Nine yeah, miles. I yeah. Think, it's, to be. it's, it's great. And, and to be honest with you, this part of town I know of several developments coming, one of which will be one of the largest in the state of Louisiana. We'll have 20,000 new neighbors here in the next, um, for better or worse, we'll have (laughs) 20,000 new neighbors here in the next 10 years. And uh, so um, it'll be interesting. You know, this will be the new part of town, you know, which will be. Or it'll uh, be its own town. It's its own. own, You're right. Absolutely. You know, and it becomes that destination, you know, like y'all, y'all aren't alone out here when it comes to really groovy places. I mean, you've got Roberto's right off of Bayou Paul. Amazing. Yeah. You know, I worked, I worked there for, I think two years as a busser. Oh, did you? That's awesome. So like always hearing everybody sit there in the restaurant and say, I never heard of this place, but everyone said it was worth the drive. Yep. Same thing is going to be said about this place. That's what we hear every weekend. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh, we didn't know this place was here. It's definitely worth the drive and it's not that far of a drive. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I think that if you if kind of going back what we were talking about a little while ago, whether it's the chips, whether it's the salsa or the queso, you know, we, we looked at, you know, you can do a much less expensive queso that, oh, yeah. t- that tastes close to what we do. But instead, we take the time, the effort and the money to put four or five cheeses in it instead of just a one, one and a half cheeses. And I think that 
just those little steps. You know, we, we R&D things not to make the money. I mean, Matt and I, when we R&D, we never say, well, dude, that, that's way too expensive. <laughs> Let's start with what is the ultimate thing that we want to do? Then we can figure out how to make it work. And if it doesn't work, well, then we, we just can't serve it. But it's not a um, – so anyway, I just – I like the way that we approach, you know, R&D <laughs> day. Today was a little R&D as well. We're going to do a little bit of R&D after this. But uh, um, I think that that's, that's the way we've, we've rolled. Every week there's R&D going on because well, right, right. we're never content with where, that, where that's we are. True. And so that, we're, that's true. We're always R&Ding. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I'll never – look, this weekend Thaddeus was working – we were working on one of our frozen machines and trying to figure out the frozen lemonade, and he finally got it. And I just saw it was like a – it was a vision. He was walking across the parking lot. <laughs> you got to taste the lemonade. It's right on. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Of course, he didn't put the raspberry basil in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so just a plain lemonade. Just a plain lemonade. Want a raspberry Man, basil lemonade. Yeah, so he so he drinks it and goes, you know, make this better. I was like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Not raspberry basil will make it better. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the food. I'm I'm just dude. It smells so good, man. Looks well, beautiful. Yeah. And that's the the beauty. I'm like I don't see like a whole lot of printout menu. So is it just a chalkboard for the menu? Is it new every weekend? We, we do print out the. Yeah. Uh, the food menu just because we want people to be able to take that to the table and kind of discuss it with the family but that changes all the time so we have it set up where we i mean we can print new ones pretty quick um and then the rest of the menu the the beer menu and such is all digital um so we use untapped so it's got digital screens uh for that and you know people can check in and get that on their phone and cha changes are easy to make i mean a, a mm -hmm. restaurant's worst nightmare is like having to reprint the menu every single week yeah you know, because you got to yeah. figure out pricing. The server's got to learn about it. Yeah. But yeah. having this setup that y'all have is embracing the change, embracing yeah. the randomness that the menus will be week over week. Well, and, yeah. and we, we we try to, you know, uh, embrace the local names, the culture, the, you know, if you look at our tacos, the uh, the the buffalo chicken fried choc taco is called the Bayou Gula. That's named after the Indian tribe uh, around here. Uh, one of our beers is called the uh, Pirate Lafitte Pilsner. Um, we have the, um, the most of our, our, our shrimp tacos are actually called the Cravettes, which is shrimp and, you know, French. Or, or uh, Matt likes to say the, uh, the biggest compliment he's ever gotten is our, uh, our ahi taco is called the Poisson. And someone said, yeah, I got your poison taco and I loved it. And he goes, if you ate it, knowing that it was, it was called poison, poison and you still loved it. Like that's the biggest compliment you give me, you know? And so that's right. Um, the poison taco, the poison taco, the poison. If the, if the name alone scares you, but you've embraced it. Yeah, exactly. Race. So, yeah. so we've, we've garnered the trust of people that go, even though they think it's called the poison taco, yeah. they'll eat it. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so. What were the were there any struggles that y'all kind of faced getting started? Whether it be permitting issues because it's so varietal, yeah, <laughs> anything that could be talked about. The, 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 there were there were you know I, I'll say it this way: there were challenges in folks really wondering what we were going to present here. I think that it was looked upon as something that could be a negative for not only the neighbors but the town and the parish. And instead, I think it's been um, coming from the people that vocalized it, vocalized it negatively at first. Now they're all coming here and saying, you know, we love it. They're having their birthday parties here. They're having their meetings here. They're, and so they've embraced that this really is a, a hangout place for all ages. Where the, you know, we've had birthday parties for five-year-olds and birthdays for 95-year-olds. And so I think that that attests to what we're trying to do here. And I think that um, 
we've over we hope that we've overcome a lot of those challenges. Yeah, for, yeah. Mo- most of the the vocal opponents of us being here have been won over and and seen that we're a positive influence on the, on this area, and and we knew that that would happen, um, but we're glad to see that it's happened so quickly. And so, um, yeah, there's there's some hurdles, but um, mostly, uh, you know, it's been a, a ton of support from the town around us, you know, the, the leadership of the town, it's, it's been overwhelmingly support and, uh, and that only gets better each day. That so. They're, they're awesome. And so we, we've, the parish government has been, been great in helping us. The, the local government, um, a lot of them come here, hang out and eat, you know, when we have, uh, disasters going on down the street, we love going and helping our teammates out or our firemen who are given their hours and days. And, um, we, 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 uh, We've become a part of the community, and uh, it's been fun to kind of see us, you know, be embraced that way, you know. Especially how tightly knit the community is. It, it is you know, that. It's, yeah. it's always nerve-wracking to go in, into a tight-knit community as an outsider because then you get what you what y'all got. That pushback, mm-hmm. whoa, we don't know if we want something like this coming in. But then once you're able to just keep fighting for it and keep pushing through, then they say, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. But but again, I think that I think that part of the reason is is – you know, we didn't approach this about the money. We approached it as we want to do something unique and wonderful for our community. Yes, it, it's great to be able to make a living and feed your families and all those are great things. But man, it took to really step out and do something unique and different that will be a positive, not only for the community, but for, for, for everybody here. I, I think that that's, that's uh, we've been able to, to, to bring that little dream to, to reality. And I think that um, I'm thankful for yeah. that. One of the fun things is, uh, We've done, you know, a, a good bit of merch, and now we get a lot of requests for people from people asking that we have things that say Saint Gabriel on it mm-hmm. because they yeah. really want to be able to represent that there's something cool in Saint in the, Gabriel, in the town that they were born and raised in, and so that's that's awesome because it's like if if just seeing that 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 level of that we've become part of this town and we've become part of this community, yeah. and that they want to represent us and their town, you know, together, yeah, um, so. That's that's been really awesome. Yeah, agreed. What agreed. is there anything that y'all would change looking back? I mean, y'all coming up on y'all's one year anniversary. What is it, mid October, I believe. Yes, that's correct. So, is there looking back over your first year, has it been what you thought it would? You know, I think that you know, I don't know what Thaddeus would have to say about it, but I think that yes. I mean, I think that no matter what you do, you always would look back and go, man, I just wish I would have done that differently. We could have done that in a different way, but sometimes those mistakes are what really made you strive to do something else greater. Right. You know, uh, I think that the the bulk of the things we probably would change, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this is that we would have built bigger from the get go Ah, that that we would have not undersold ourselves in the potential of this place (laughs) and just built bigger from the get go. Yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of breweries that that they'll say that, but um, in many ways, uh, food, beer, everything, we would have just built, we wouldn't have been afraid to, (laughs) <laughs> to really grab one of the dream and build bigger to begin with. Like we, you know, our desserts, for example, we've started doing our own homemade ice creams. We're starting to do our own lala pops, which are our lollipops, but you know, out of our, our ice cream. Our popsicles, and, yeah. You know, popsicles. Thank you. And, uh, and you know, we would love to have come out in a, in a huge way to, to do our desserts. But when you're in a certain amount of space, when you have, uh, you, you just can't do those things. So to your point, yeah. we, we would probably – Re- relocate some of the funds that we spent here and make, you know, a larger parking lot immediately. 
make a larger kitchen immediately, make a larger tap room immediately, you know, instead of, uh, because every discussion that we have on expanding is always, well, where do we have the space? You know, every decision we make is, right. you know, what, what space are we going to use to do that? And so, I mean, do people really need to go to the bathroom? We can just use that. Space, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're out in the country. Just, just right, you know, I mean, find a good go. tree, like, like sc screw a pole into it and put some toilet paper on it. You're called a day. <laughs> Hang a curtain around the tree. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, a guy asked me this week, he said, where do you go to the bathroom? I said, man, you got any, whatever tree you want, it's yours. <laughs> you know? Um, and you just, you just don't get that if you were to build within you know a city limits or something like that you know i think right. another thing that makes a struma so successful is the location of it because yeah. you're out here on the farm and yeah. you have the freedoms of the openness you have the freedoms yeah. of being and doing whatever you need to do on the farm it's not restrictive and allows for that artistic creation to go even further than it would yeah. if you're in a downtown corridor with a warehouse it's also the only way that i think you know we were able to do business during covid was that we had so much space and it was Whatever you feel comfortable with, if you if you feel like you really need to distance yourself, great. We have space for you to go really distance yourself. That's right. Sit, so, sit in your cars and we'll bring it out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's true. And, and, yeah. yeah. We, and so, we, we, we thought about that. That was definitely on the table discussion many a times, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, do we need to have a drive-through line to do to-go sales? Or, you know, we, we kind of thought through all those things. But it's one of those things where you get out here and 11 minutes from campus, but once you get out here, you realize – First of all, that it's really not that far of a drive. Um, and then second thing you realize is it feels like I'm forever away from all that, which is the, the best thing we have going for us is that when you come out here, it's it's a little bit of a vacation from everything else that's going on. You know, we're, we're far enough removed. Someone said this weekend that when you're standing at the brewery, you, you can't see a road, you know, because we have a gravel road, but you can't actually see the street from anywhere standing at the brewery property. And that's... I mean, it's pretty awesome that you're you're yeah. that far removed from mm -hmm. everything else that's going on. Yeah, and then yeah. but then at the same time you pop out on thirty, yep. you're right there. You're right there. Yeah. And so it doesn't take that long to get away. Which yeah. which is huge because I mean, when you're in Baton Rouge, you can't imagine something exists like this. Right. I and mean, you can't imagine pulling up to a farm that's right outside the state, that's right outside the city, but in Louisiana, that's really everywhere. Well, I mean, in, it's not in, just in unique to here. Five years or so, everything around us is still going to is going to feel like that. I mean, because there's a lot of people who are, who are coming into this area, but we're still going to have our 14 acres that remove us from whatever comes up around us, and so it's still yeah. going to maintain that that separation, which is fantastic. I love that. So you're almost one year in the books. What's the next year for Astruma look like? You know, I think that, um, you know, there'll, there'll be small things that we want to add. You know, we're wanting to, we're going to promote um, our, in our food. We're, we're, we're going to expand the menu. Uh, we're, we're going to start at some point doing our uh, burgers, slider burgers. We're going to do chicken sandwiches. Um, we're going to start doing our holiday smoked meats. We're going to really push our king cakes, which Matt's killing it on. Um, you know, we're, we're going to start expanding the, kit, the, the the food menu. From a beer, you know, we're going to continue to be, adventurous, you know, and, and not only adventurous in flavor, but also bringing back historical beers that haven't been done that you don't see a lot. So we, we love riding that edge of, yes, let's push the limit, but let's also go back to history and see, because, uh, or, or let's do both at the same time. I mean, like, same, yeah, like a, absolutely. Like some of the most popular beers we've had have been our, our stock ales, which stock ales, there's not a whole lot of examples out there. 
yeah. of the of them that um, I, was about, I was about to ask what is a, what is a stock right ale? so it's like the little brother to a barley wine um so it's it's pretty high abv it's uh it looks dark like a stout or a porter but it's not as bitter it's a little bit on the sweeter side typically yeah um a little bit boozy we did one of those and we put uh dates honey and pistachios in it john and his family spent some time in turkey and they they brought back a love for those flavors and wanted to kind of incorporate those into a, a Holy Land's beer. So we called it Farm Cool Jesus. You know, so Holy Land ingredients. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it into a, a a classic beer style that just doesn't get a whole lot of love. Yeah. And uh, and make it our own. And then we're going to take it a step further and we're going to do a Farm Cool John the Baptist. And we're going to put crickets in it. <laughs> so, so we did that. We did that, too. And we'll have uh, the Farm Cool John the Baptist is going to come out again uh, soon, probably in the next month. Yeah. We'll have that out again. And. But so it's it's the thing that we're going to resurrect styles or or make styles that Pardon are in the pun. Yeah. So, so y'all yeah. <laughs> on exactly. purpose? Yeah. Y'all <laughs> work with uh, with David Fluker at Fluker Farms for some crickets. You know, actually, yes. My my insurance agent uh, who insures both of us, he he wants to introduce us. We need we need to we need, we need okay. to get we need to get we actually put some crickets and some food. So we need we need to get some we need to get some cricket tacos, oh, right, be, Matt? Ooh, cricket tacos. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt is like, no. no. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to convince David to re rebring back bring back the chocolate covered cricket. Yeah, that yeah. that that in our ice cream could be pretty stinking good. Ooh, chocolate. <laughs> Matt's like, I, 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 I no longer like this interview. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us a sign saying, like, like, close it out. What are we doing here? <laughs> Uh, okay, so but, at- uh, but as far as things, so that's our food, some of our beverages. Uh, I think that you know we want to start doing our creamery this year again, where we're making a lot of our um, at least our goat cheese. Um, you know, I think that we want to just what we what our real focus is for this new year is to take what we've done in year one, and 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 really make it a little smoother, but grow a little bit. So expand our kitchen, expand things. Um, expand our, our parking lots, expand, we're going to do a drive-in movie theater, you know, just kind of expand on the things that we started and do it, do it better. How about that? Just, just really be able to take care of our, our, our folks and our customers better. And I think that that's, that would go a long way. This first year for us was just proof of concept and that that's been achieved. So now it's like, how do we tighten that up and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and do what we're doing already just better. Yeah. I love that. I'm looking forward to the next year and what's to come and we've we've actually got something that we can start to kind of talk about that we're doing yeah. together so i when i was i think it was at whenever thaddeus came on the jada cody show that i mm-hmm. was hosting with them and i was we were talking and i was like man he said we always have new beers in the line i'm like i want to do a collaborative beer with them and do yeah. something creative and so we are doing a collaborative beer with y'all we absolutely are. we're excited about it yep so what what is it Explain to them exactly what it is that yeah. we've got coming in the pipeline. So uh, Golden Retriever is our most popular beer, hands down. And it's the one that we kind of um, have messed with the most as far as uh, doing other flavors. So every beer that we have here that has a, a dog name is based on the Golden Retriever, which is our blonde. And so we've done uh, Blue Eyes Chien, uh, which is our blueberry version of it. Right now we have the blue tick coonhound, which is a blackberry raspberry version of it. And so when you were talking, I said, you know, we like to do fruits with this beer, um, but we also like to play with herbs and spices. And uh, and so we like to kind of combine those. And so you threw out some ideas. One of them was to do uh, like cinnamon apple. And so now uh, we've done, uh, we're actually drinking right now a peach cobbler. So we've kind of done which some, some pastry sours and such. And so, 
we're going to do a playoff of that um, where we're going to do apple with uh, brown sugar, cinnamon, and some crust flavors in it. But we're going to keep it. This is not typical for us. And like those those who know us, <laughs> like it's usually like go big or go home for us on flavors. We're going to try something new. We're going to do subtle hints. <laughs> we've never done. <laughs> wow. you know, it's like, that's, not, that's not our thing. And so so, you're, you're pushing your own envelope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. So we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to push the envelope by keeping it within the envelope. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, uh, I, I just think for that style, to do one of our really heavy fruited beers, it would, uh, you know, we talked about it. Apple doesn't look pretty as a puree. No. And so, um, so that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a very appetizing beer. So we're going to keep it uh, crystal clear like our blonde is, and we're going to add in some of those other flavors. Um, and we, we tasted a sample of, of it today. It should be ready in about a week or so. Um, so not this weekend, but probably the, the weekend after we'll have it ready to go. Oh, perfect. And, uh, it's, it's delicious. Like it, it just screams fall. <laughs> you know? and, that, and that's what I was, I was thinking when you were like, Hey, where's some flavors? I'm like, fall's coming up. Yeah. Gotta have a fall flavored beer. Yeah. Yep. It'll basically be an apple pie. You know? Yeah. And I love apple pie. Absolutely. That's like no. my favorite dessert. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, I don't, we haven't tasted it yet, so I don't know. But we do, in addition to our ice cream, we do root beer floats. We, we make our own sodas as well, and we do beer floats. So okay. I'm thinking, ah, if, you know, if we if we hit the nail on the head, with that's this, a cool idea. We're gonna put a scoop yeah, of ice cream. Yeah, nice. I like that. <laughs> and maybe some crickets on top, Matt. <laughs> double crickets. Double crickets. Double crickets. Yes. Double crickets. You heard it. it here. This is live. <laughs> this is double the crickets. Love it. So yes. as we as we begin to wind down the show, otherwise we'd just be sitting here coming up with so many ideas with crickets. Matt might kick me out. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we like to end it with four four of the same questions. Yeah. And the first one is, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Go ahead, Thaddeus. You go first. So I played a lot of competitive street hockey when I was younger. Okay. I think I'd like to still play some competitive street hockey. Number one, I don't see a whole lot of people rollerblade in general <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and then the hockey aspect would be a thing to be more fun. So if there's like a, a line on an adult competitive street hockey league, like I'm in. <laughs> if, if you're an adult competitive street hockey person, hit up Thaddeus here. Yeah, Let totally, him know what's up. Totally yeah. in. <laughs> I think I would um, – I'm, I'm kind of follically challenged now. So I would love to be able to brush my hair again. Brush your hair. <laughs> I think that would be my – Well. Can't help you there. Maybe, take some, maybe take some of Thaddeus's. I, I, like, like, I thought wig. about it. I thought about taking my kids. They could be my. They could be my. You know, guys, and I could pay them. You know, to, to take some. You know, but you know, it's just. I think just bald is sexy, and just got to go with it. That's it. Just play yeah. into it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just go with it. So y'all have been in business for almost a year. Yeah. What are three lessons that y'all have learned along the way? Oof. And it could be lessons you learned in your prior careers coming into this that helped you make it successful. Just three lessons you've gathered throughout your life. Go ahead. No, that's your business. I <laughs> okay. you that um, well, I think I'll, I'll, I, I think that in. I think the the bottom line is is that you have to that no matter what business you go into, you cannot achieve it on your own. I mean, I think that um, just whether it's iron sharpens iron, whether it's a husband wife team, it's a family, whether it's a work family, it's a restaurant, it's a brewery, it doesn't matter. You have production team. You can't do do it on your own. It, there are things that you can do. But, but I've learned that you have to have a team and that that team member, including me, you have to remember that they can't do everything. Everybody has been given a certain skill set, a certain set of gifts, and you can't always take them out of their gift zone, right? Including myself. And so you just have to continuously 
have the grace to, to give people and yourself when you can't achieve. And they, so, so embrace your team with the skill sets. So, you know, that's why, you know, on a football team, you got 11 players. If they're not doing their job, bad things happen quickly. It can, and it can't all be the quarterback. It, 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 it's, it's, I, I tell people that all the time, my kids, when we're, when Burrow was doing his thing, and don't get me wrong, the guy's a gifted player. I said, you let those five guys just, just sit down. We'll, we'll see how many passes are thrown. You gotta have those guys on the front that are that are fighting every play, and I think that 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 no matter what business I've done or my wife has done, team, family, it just it's a team, two people, ten people, eleven people. So one team, one heartbeat. That, you gotta you gotta have it. Always. I love that. And uh, it's not easy, right? It's just like a family. I mean, you have disagreements, creative differences. You know, what, whatever it is. So it's, it's a constant. We're human. So you have to deal with that human aspect of we're not, we're imperfect. But, um, but it's also beautiful when you can bring it together, right? When well, you have those moments. That's what we do best is when we have disagreements. We, we don't have a, we don't have a, st- a management staff or a management team that's afraid to, to say like, no, I, I don't agree, <laughs> you know? And so we, you we got vocal team members. Yeah, we have, yeah. And, you know, not that anyone's, any of us are, are rude to each other, but we're not afraid to let our opinion be known. Right. And I think we're so much better for that, that we don't have a, a team that just lets something go and says, Oh man, I really disagree with that. But like, you know, whatever, here we are now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like we don't, we don't have that team, our team. Um, if we disagree, we'll, we'll talk through it and we'll, we'll figure it out. And so it's we're, good. We're also realizing all of us that just we're, we're te- different team members are right at different times too. I mean, yeah. Just because, uh, you know, I say something doesn't mean it's the right thing all the time. Thaddeus is the same. We all, we all just kind of have agreed to disagree that we all have our moments, our skill sets, and yeah. uh, we have to. <laughs> We've also learned that no matter what we agree on, mm-hmm. our guests have different opinions at times. You know? Yeah, so, no. so like, you may, so, you may love it, but so, they may not. No, it's so usually the opposite. Let me give you an example. It's usually the opposite. It's <laughs> Are usually, you going to tell them or me? I'm going to tell them. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, we have had, I'm not going to name it. No, by don't, name, don't name no, it. Don't but name we it. have had beers on that our team, right, and management team has gone, man, I don't really, like, not that there was anything wrong with it, but I don't really love that that beer. And those beers are some of our highest rated beers <laughs> that we've made. And we've gone, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, like, that's the beer that we're going to have to make over and over and over again. Yeah. The one that, we don't really love, you know, and that, we're going to have to sample that over and over right. and over. And, uh, yeah. and so we've learned that, um, you know, number one, we already, and we already knew this, that the reason there's so many beer styles is because people have different, different, different palettes tastes, yeah. and different tastes. And so just because we don't, we don't prefer something doesn't mean that, you know, it's not going to take off the, the beer that is the highest rate we've done is the one that like I was the most adamantly against <laughs> the one that, that I disliked the most. And it's a joke now, of, you know, with, with our meetings. But we have of fun like, with it. Of yeah, like, that, that's, you know, it's, that, it's fun that, that if I really dislike something, it's probably going to be really successful. <laughs> <laughs> and if I really like it, it's probably getting cut from the menu. Like, and so, and, and it's, you know, Matt's nodding. Cause it's so true that the things that I most liked on our food menu, they're our lowest sellers. <laughs> like, and so, so they've got next. And the things Sometimes that, you just got to acknowledge yeah. that that's just going to be the case. So, so, so they hear me argue for something and they go, we just need to do whatever the opposite is of what he says. <laughs> that's not true, but, 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 it's not but, true. It, but, but it is funny. But it is, uh, it is the it joke. Is. Of I like, don't think that is. But a, we all have those moments. Yeah, yeah we, we, just, we all have those moments and even yeah. the creative process, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the third question I normally ask is yeah. what do you love about Baton Rouge? But since we're Ooh. trying to push St. Gabriel, what do you love about St. Gabriel? 
Go ahead. Oh. Dude, what what I what I love about or it can be Baton Rouge too. What I love no, about I'll answer for San Gabriel, but I just yeah, gotta go, think go through. No, I gotta you, think you, through. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll hit it really quickly. I love I'll geek out on the history, right? Because our food is named after it. Our, our places are named after it. Um, you know, just the history within just a five mile radius of here, you know, then you can go 20 miles and just the amazing history that we have here. And I think that that history, I, I remember when, when I was doing a lot of uh, film and entertainment stuff and I travel all over the country to a film festival or something and they go, what, where do you, where do you get these people? Where do you find these stories? And, and I just say, well, I don't know. I, I grew up with him. I don't know. That was my dad's friend. That was my mom's uncle, you know, whatever. And people are just fascinated. We have such a rich, and I think that that goes into our food. That goes into our beverages. That goes into our spirit of, you know, we won the Battle of New Orleans against the greatest superpower in the world. Like, Okay, we can we can fight for something we believe in, right? Just uh, that's probably taking it a little bit too far, but you know what I mean. I mean, right. it, it's that culture has been uh, here in Louisiana, and I, I think that uh, a creative culture, and so uh, it fits well within what we're doing here. Absolutely, you know? I think because we're we're the first to do this in this town or in, in this parish, the level of support and the the sense of pride that we have from those who are around us is higher than if we had been in, in Baton Rouge. And so, um, so just the, the amount of support that we get from the locals, cause really we, the majority of our business is people who are within a couple miles of the brewery, you know, that they, they're in one of these neighborhoods that's right next to us. And that's the majority of who's coming out here all the time. And that's, that's fantastic. And so I think had we opened up in Baton Rouge, not that there's a ton of breweries in Baton Rouge, but we would just be another one. You wouldn't have 14 acres. Right. We wouldn't have 14 acres. And oh. and we would just be, an, you know, I think we would still just, I mean, we're kind of weird. We'd set ourselves apart. But, um, <laughs> You'd find that niche. We, we'd find that niche. But um, but it would weird. be. It'd be Did you hear that, Matt? Weird. No, we're pretty weird. Yeah. Keep St. Gabriel weird. <laughs> but. Um, so the level of support that we have being in St. Gabriel is, uh, I think, totally different than if we had been in, in Baton Rouge. Um, yeah. Oh, and there's, a, there's there for, for those who have, I mean, you're, you're from this area, the, those who born and raised in this area, like they, they love this area. Yeah. And, uh, and that's awesome. You know, uh, Baton Rouge is a lot more, I mean, there's a lot of people who are born and raised in Baton Rouge, but it's a lot of people who have moved in with the, with LSU and, uh, going to school, this is mostly an area where, you know, people are, are, are born and raised here or they've moved here pretty recently because they wanted to get out of Baton Rouge and they're very proud to be in, yeah. in St. Gabriel. And that's yeah. awesome. Like, it's awesome yeah. to be part of that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a great community. And like I said before, it's a tight-knit community. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. And like you said, you know, it's, it's a local community that is – they stay together, right? Yep. So for the final question, what can I do to help? I mean, we just, you know, help us tell our story. We're storytellers here, whether yeah. it's in the kitchen, whether it's creating uh, amazing beverages, whether it's creating, you know, merch or taking care of the animals. Just help us tell our story. We're, we love telling stories. So yeah. people need to come out and see our story. John was here when we were talking before the, the show. And I said, that, you know, one of John's dreams is to do an all day radio variety show. 
and we so can make that and, and and he immediately said I'm in. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> I'm like, in. like yeah. getting getting those kind of things yeah. and and doing that these things that are that we think are are kind of part of our identity that we we just haven't yet been able to do. And again, and it's not about the money. Like like no. that to <laughs> us is just would be the coolest thing to have. You know, little so and so Rosie singing her whatever and and sharing music and food and history and culture and uh, that would be so amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know? putting on like the Estruma Festival. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so when we reach out, free to be involved with that. There Absolutely. you go. That's the one thing. Answer that phone call. You know? hey, that's right. I've always got my phone on me. <laughs> you got my cell. So let's yeah, rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for coming thank on. You. I'm excited to dig into this food once we get off and go milk that goat. Um, time it, <laughs> uh -oh. right? <laughs> so and thank y'all everybody else for tuning in whether you're here in person or you are watching us or listening to us whatever platform you're consuming us on come out here to streamer brewery check them out tell them you heard about them on the patty g show and in a week or two come out and try our beer that's just going to scream fall so forget mm. pumpkin spice no 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 no. the patty spice is going to be where it's at <laughs> so nice. thank y'all so very much also a big thanks to the two people two sponsors making this possible for real estate which is a local baton rouge based startup that'll help you sell your home and get into the dream home of your choosing while saving you money along the way and also our buddy jada cody at government taco we were there a couple weeks ago filming episode 100 they do great tacos jay i'm about to eat their tacos and if it's better than you they're gonna come cancel you right so anyways thank you all so very much i'm the host of the patty g show and we're out of here y'all